0: Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. You know, look, I don't know how much you know about belief systems, but most experts will tell you, you lock them in pretty much in your 20s. And I had locked in a lot of my belief systems that were rooted in sports, team sports, coaching, a lot of other things that I'd learned along the way. And as it turned out, even though I got into a business I knew nothing about, I found out that a lot of that would be the foundation for me going forward. They say a lot of folks in military positions, high-stress positions in their 20s translate well into a long career. Would you say it was more like just grit that you had developed? I think grit's important. I think you have to have determination. People that I've known succeed. Look, you can get lucky in in the financial markets. There's no question. And we've all seen that. But I don't denigrate anybody's success. But the path that I've chosen required a lot of grit. A lot of determination and it it never stopped. (laughs) So I will tell you, I've, I've been a guy who's been in one setting after another, turning around, failing companies and that's not some magic potion. That's a lot of hard work and uh, determination to to succeed. So hard work and determination, you jumped on that highway for the next decade. I jumped on that early on. I don't usually talk about myself, but in this kind of podcast, look, I went from being a grad assistant to associate head coach in five years. I went from knowing nothing about television and five years later, I replaced the guy that hired me. And in seven years, I became a general manager. And then I never looked back. And I've had title after title. I've been president of two national broadcast companies. I've run major market television stations. And I could talk a lot more about it. I've worked at CBS in New York. But I came home 18 years ago and did some things that nobody thought were even possible, starting first and foremost with taking over kh and KGMB. Two failing stations, the financials were there, same ownership. Never one guy before ever did that. Turned both of those around very quickly, both in revenue performances, rating success. We made KHO one the number one Fox affiliate in the country, not once but twice. After 16 straight quarters of ownership of a downward spiral, went on to stay with KGMB, took it to 2007, sold it, eight came, broke everybody brought everybody to their knees. The week before Christmas 2008, we made this decision to try to build what ultimately became Hawaii News Now out of a broken economy, pending FCC and DOJ approval. We merged three television stations together. We understood mobile technology and we created a 21st century multimedia company, okay? So I will tell you that my whole life has been about that. It's been about starting at the bottom and working through or inheriting things that weren't working and making them work. Before I came back, I was president of a company of Telemundo, second largest Spanish ne- language network owned by very sophisticated players. Sony was one and Liberty Media was another, and two private equity groups. They had just bought it for $500 million, saw a niche in the marketplace in Hispanic broadcast, saw the trends, understood what Latinos meant for the economic terms, invested heavily lost 100 million the first year in their very first year fired the two people brought myself and a guy named jim McNamara in, who was the ceo he stayed in miami i stayed in l.a i lived on airplanes for 45 weeks a year and we sold that that, that puppy for 2.7 billion three years later and we would have sold it for three and a half billion jeff Immelt who's on record because we sold it to nbc of saying that was one of the things that came out of 9 11 was they saved nearly a billion dollars in the acquisition of Telemundo. And that's because they had private equity guys who wanted to sell and they put a deal on the table they couldn't refuse even though it was discounted. I've been involved in those kinds of things, Lane, okay? So my life, when I tell you I was living on planes, 45, building a company, based in LA. We had a big operation up in the Northern Bay Area. I I had three stations, one of which we bought on my watch in Dallas, big market. Just the transaction for that alone was a couple hundred million dollars. It was complicated. Plus Houston, San Antonio, Miami. I was in out of all the time where our headquarters were. Puerto Rico was our largest operation. Our second largest operation was in New York City. And then Chicago, Denver, we were buying Phoenix when I left. And then when the deal was on, I was traveling Post 9-11, commercially, not privately, I would wake up in Miami, work in Chicago, sleep in Houston. Now, I'm just telling you that because that's the kind of seasoning I've had through my life. And I came home after all of that. At that point, I had 25 years in the business. Quite honestly, it wasn't about the job. I came back to it because I made a decision, which is something I learned my next pivot point in my 40s about alignment. After going through some pretty toxic experiences And I decided, for me, it was on a macro basis, my alignment was where I wanted to wake up in the morning. And Hawaii had been my touchstone. I told the press when I came back in 2002, I told them that I said I moved to the mainland in 89, but I never left Hawaii, which was true. Not only did I come back every year, but let me offer this insight. When I first left here, I went to Seattle, brought my three kids with me to run King Television, one of the most prestigious jobs in America. And they recruited me. I had been working for them for a couple of years. They could have hired anybody. So they offered me the job on my 43rd birthday. I was in Wyoming. I was doing a football game with Jim Lay, and I got this opportunity. They said, we've made a decision. They called me up to wish me happy birthday. They called me up to tell me they made a decision where I move my family. And I really didn't want to move out of Hawaii at that point. I really didn't. I'd been here since 71. My kids were born here. They loved it here. I was doing well in television. I was proud. By that point, I transitioned over to KHNL. We're doing all UH sports. We're making a real contribution to the community. I was doing a lot of public speaking. I was enjoying just a sense of being a real integral part of this place through sports, which was my, interesting enough in my origins of my coming here in 1965 as a player, living like that, it all felt good. But in that spirit of of challenge, there was, in that crossroads, like I said, I knew all roads led to that, that I had to do something. This is my second big pivot point that I really didn't want to do, but I knew that I had to do it. And I answered the bell to do that. So I didn't know they were going to sell the company. It brought me in to turn it around. Three years later, we did, they sold it. Next thing I know, I'm in CBS in New York. But during those three years, I'm in Seattle. Everybody always referred to me as the guy from Hawaii. And that always felt good. Then when I went to New York, it's, you know, Variety wrote this big article about I was a guy from Seattle. I'm like, no, I'm not the guy from Seattle, I'm the guy from Hawaii with this Boston accent. But I knew where my roots were. So it's been like that. it's not been an easy road it's been really a hard road so that's why you bring up the subject of grit i take a lot of pride in i don't usually get to talk about that but nothing's ever come easy nobody's ever handed me anything okay anything lane is not a lawyer cpa but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties